Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. And I'm joined here at the studio board by my esteemed co-host and brother in the martial arts, Sipu Robert Deal. Sipu Bob, how you doing today? Good. What's happening up in the Northwest? It's a lot cooler than it was the past couple weeks. The past couple weeks up here in the Seattle area, we've been hitting temperatures up in the 90s and in the hundreds on the other side of the mountains. And that never really happens. Uh, this early in the summer. Normally we're about like, you know, mid to high 70s or like 80s, that kind of thing. But nearing 90, we broke a couple of uh, Seattle weather records <laughs> because of the hot weather. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. We normally don't get this until like August or September. So we thought it was kind of weird. But, oh well, it's cooler now. <laughs> well, you know, down here we got like a June gloom in, in July. Last week, and then mm-hmm. that broke, and now it's in the 80s and 90s. It, oh, uh, yeah. So, I, 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 I had met my good friend, Greg Woldrich, mm-hmm. out for a, a beer. He wanted me to come out. You know, yesterday was his birthday, and they were taking him out. And he was actually going to be a guest on the show, but figured he might have a little bit too much to drink. So, <laughs> he had to cancel on us, right? Uh-huh. Well, they were going to try to get me loaded, and I wouldn't let them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you because had to drive them somehow. they all to listen. What? Oh, they wanted to get you loaded for the show? Yes. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. <laughs> no, they wanted to hear the show with me loaded, oh. right? Oh, right, right. I, well, yeah, I said, that good. ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen because I would have, like, reached through the phone line. <laughs> and choked me. Yeah. And cut me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week has been very, very emotional for my wife, especially today. Today is her oh. last day at the at her 29-year position oh, at this wow. company because they're closing the store. So they, I mean, so emotional. They've been having customers coming in. And start to cry and give her Are you hugs. Serious? And, yeah, it's been real. Oh. Some of these customers grew up going to this store. This, right. This store has been around since 49. And the two, her two bosses bought it in like 
69. Because I remember wow. them in 71 owning the store. So mm-hmm. you've got, I mean, you've got, you're, you know, you've got, a, you know, a half a dozen people losing their jobs. Uh, right. Very emotional. They own the candy store next door. That's closing. And my wife starts a new job tomorrow. Wow. So out of so, one yeah. and right into the other. Oh, yeah. It, 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 because of her experience, it took her whole, oh, it took her a really long time to find another job, week and a half. First interview, yeah. she nailed. You know. Wow. That's cool. That's cool, though. And I'm, I'm glad that people are recognizing her, her experience. So that's, and, that's it, and it would be nice if her, if her ex-employees reminded, remembered her loyalty by giving her some kind of severance package when she leaves. Right, right. Now, can some of these people actually visit her at the other um, – oh, wait, this is not a pet store anymore. This is a uh, – Well, you know, the job? funny thing is – well, you mentioned that, and it, it's funny that you mentioned it that way because I had told her – and, you know, when you've been married 29 years, you don't listen to each other. <laughs> that just happens. You, you sort of – somebody said – one of the other – your partner says something, you sort of blow it off. Right, right. That, that just happens. It sounds like we, we we sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. So I told her early on when she found out, I said, "You make sure you take your vendor's contact information with you." And mm-hmm. and I said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not going to tell you why. Just do it." And she right. said, "For it was the first question out of her mouth. Why?" So. Mm-hmm. She goes in for half a day on Friday to her new job. So she's worked, you know. 13, 14 hours already in her new position. Mm-hmm. One of the and, and she goes in to the boss's office. He wants to talk to her about some stuff. They're in mm-hmm. there for like two hours. And one of the first things that she said, he says is, we we want, because I'm trying to tell my wife, they're next, they've got two next steps. One, because they're a kennel and a training facility. Mm-hmm. Their next step is sell supplies and to start a grooming place oh she's she's not believing me she doesn't she doesn't think i know what the fuck oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's usually you that let the stuff slip right this time it was me i'm normally pretty good on the sensor button whoops (laughs) (laughs) what when they're in this meeting one of the first things that her new boss says is i want to start a a small retail store over here (laughs) Right? First thing. And I'm going, gee, I wish somebody had told you that at the beginning. And she says, what do you mean? She didn't remember. She didn't remember me saying anything. So they're letting her start her own retail spot in part of the location. Wow. And the boss said, I've always wanted to start start a supply store, but I've never had anybody that could do it. Well, there you go. And I said said to her, I said, do you have that kind of experience with a retail store? And she just starts laughing. <laughs> maybe a few years. <laughs> yeah, maybe just one or two, right? Right. Uh, and so, so, and and I said, do you, now do you see why I asked you to, to get your – because it's not like you're leaving a job and you're taking all the customer database with you and something like that, and your old positions, uh, your old employers stay open. This is not unethical to do because right. they're they don't need them. They're closing their doors. 
Yeah. So she's taking the database of all her customers. She's been handing out her, her well, she, they're not hers yet, but she's been handing out uh, generic business cards for her new employers to everybody. Oh, cool. Uh, she's really excited. I think she's going to do really, really well at this new position. But yeah. know, she was reading the employee's manual to me, and it, it reaches the point, point of absurdity. You know, if 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 you're going to call in sick, you have to bring a doctor's note to return to work. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, if if yeah, but what if you what if you have a cold and you can't make it to work because you're just not feeling real well? Yeah, you have to go to the doctor for a cold. Yeah, well, I guess it's, I guess it's to make sure that you know that cold doesn't turn into pneumonia or doesn't you know what right. I mean? So especially you for know, but, but, something like know, that. I, she, she, you know, she never gets sick, but I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, if you're going to call in sick, you have to call the director of operations. If you, if they're not answering the phone, you have to leave a voicemail. Once you leave a voicemail, then you have to text them. But you can't text them before you call them. Then, if they don't answer and you text them, then you have to call the assistant uh, <laughs> manager of operations. And hmm. then, if they don't answer, you have to leave them a message and text them as well. Wow. And if Pretty you call wild. out, if you call out on a holiday, automatic mm-hmm. termination. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And I think I think it's just boilerplate stuff. Uh, you know, somebody's maybe not doing their job and they want an excuse right. to let somebody go. It's a lot of boilerplate, and most companies will go, "What? Don't you think this is a little bit extreme?" Yeah, she was reading it. I, I said, shouldn't you have read that when they gave it to you? So you have, if you have questions or concerns, you could get. Now you start this job tomorrow, it's too late. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, if she had any questions and concerns, she, I mean, they could have said, well, then you don't have to take the job. See what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, meh, you know, in a way, she has to kind of go with it. So, in a way, exactly. Yeah. But it is open mic night, folks. Give us a call, 347-677-0699. It doesn't have to be martial art related. You can call and rant about anything, talk about anything, uh, or even suggest a topic to talk about. So we'll be starting to take those calls at about 6.30. So give us a call. But if you don't want to call in, you can always do our chat board. Just go to the marquee and go underneath, and you'll see a chat board. Go ahead and type your questions there. All right, so let's move on. What do we got for announcements and all that other cool stuff? You want to go to announcements first? Well, here we oh, wait. go. It's what? Well, <laughs> sorry, birthdays. <laughs> See, this is what happens when <laughs> you, you don't have notes. This is what happens when you don't have notes. Or I don't have notes, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not trying to avoid this? No, I, I'm not. I thought this was an avoidance <laughs> on your part. No, I'm you not. You were ignoring no. our protocol here. <laughs> yeah, and the protocol is, who do we have for birthdays there, Sifu Bob? Okay, we have a birthday tomorrow. We have two birthdays on the 14th, one on the 15th, and one on the 8th. Oh, you want names. <laughs> Go for you it. You want me to actually well. put names for the t- <laughs> Yeah, who do we have for birthdays? Well, we have, we actually have, a, I, I, and I figured this out. Actually, all the birthdays that we have, you know how you have all these friends on Facebook and you know like three people out <laughs> of like 5,000, right? Well, yeah. on the birthday side, we I know everyone except one person, and that person has actually been on the show. So 
first, you know, I'm avoiding this. I'm bringing this to a dramatic climax. You know that, right? <laughs> can, you feel, can you feel that in the air? I almost say, did you feel the climax, but I didn't want to go there with you? <laughs> but it, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Well, what one of the my... Hell? <laughs> one of, you, you know, if I had if I had some tequila and my wife was here, I would have been able to take a shot because she would have thrown me that look. <laughs> anyway, one of my dear best friends, Sifu Rasida Day, whose her birthday is tomorrow, seven thirteen. The one who said that I look ten years older than her. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, and that was like uh, not long after, not very long after I met you, but still. Yeah. Uh, so Tommy Volganski, his birthday is on the 14th. Uh, another uh, ambassador of the Masters Hall of Fame, Alberto Crane, a BJJ instructor here in Burbank, and a uh, an inductee this year into the Masters Hall of Fame, Felix Mencius, a Gino instructor in Oakland, California. His birthday is on the 15th. Help me out with this. This is the Filipino name. Noel Langemont. Hold on. Let me let me find it. <laughs> it is. Come on, open. It is Noel Languban. Yeah. His birthday is on the 18th. I met him uh, down in San Diego at Battle for Blood, and it was one of his students that I interviewed. When, when I was down there, and I want to wish everybody on this list a very happy birthday. Do you have any birthdays? You're up in your neck of the woods, though. I do. Today, it is David Nelson's birthday, and who else do we have? And Robert J. Arnold. I want to send a couple of uh, shout-outs to them. And tomorrow, someone else um, that shares my birthday, one of the mothers of my one of my juniors, uh, Renee Lacoste, uh, the mother of Michael Lacoste, who was actually on one of our uh, episodes a few months ago. Remember, little Michael? And, oh yes, uh, she, she, she was the one. She was the one who shared your stature and was getting mad at me because I was doing short jokes. Yeah, <laughs> that's her. Well, her birthday is tomorrow, also, as well as and um um an old classmate of mine, uh, Linnell Christie. And Guru Bissar Jerry Jacobs, his birthday's tomorrow as well, as well as new Facebook friend and fellow whipcracker Darren Wilkerson, and uh, another old friend of mine who is only known as Rogue Angel on Facebook, and Grandmaster Rodel Dagook, his birthday is also on the 14th. On the 15th, uh, we've got nobody. On the 16th, we've got <laughs> Matt. Matt Timlin, his birthday is on the 16th, the 17th. Um, I want to send a shout-out to uh, Raven Jameson, and it uh, would have been the 49th birthday of a good friend of mine from junior high, Debbie Thompson-Whitford. Um, unfortunately, a few months ago, she passed away, so that's uh, kind of bittersweet. And on Saturday, the 18th, an old student of mine, Ryan Shankar, and I think that's it on my side. So for everybody out there having a birthday the week of July 12th through the 
17th. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even have a calendar in front of me. Through the 17th, this tune is for you. Happy birthday to you. And may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. bring up Bob's mic. <laughs> oh, I'm here yeah. laughing. Nobody can hear me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you're on now. All right. Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. Well, then I guess we are on the uh, announcements now. Okay. So. Well, in a week. One week. One actually, week. It, actually, it'll be over in a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dragon Fest 2015, July 18th and 19th in beautiful downtown Burbank. Woo. The vendors will be Versus and Bank, Artistry of Carol Blaylock, MarshallInfo.com, West Coast Wing Chun, Samuel Kwok. But I understand uh, Sifu Kwok will not be attending. Uh, oh. Another event came up. Wing Chun Temple with Clark Tang, Sidekick Publications, Alan Woodman, Jeremy Luz, Hyperactive Monkey, Daryl Vidal, The Museum Store, The Stunt People with Eric Jacobus, The Way of the Balasong with uh, Paul Factura, which Paul will actually be having a booth next to us, and we will be having breakfast with him on uh, Saturday coming up. Uh, James oh, Santee, cool. which will only be there one day. Uh, the un- the underdogs film with Philip Ree, Ed Parker Jr., the martial arts kid with James Wilson, the chemist with Art Camacho, Print FX, 2K Customs. Uh, 2K Customs was the one who made that really cool Dragon Fest sign last year, so oh, that'll cool. be going. Uh, Valley Martial Arts Supplies. Solomon Kualu with Lua Weapons, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, Kane Masters with Mark Shuey, Robert Parham with his special guest, Gloria Henry, Martial Arts Mania, Samurai Sports with our dear friend Dana Abbott, Shuni B, Kill Combat Instruments, Jason Sterling, 
Masters Hall of Fame. Now, their featured guest, Joe Montaigne is, their, is one of their featured guests, but from what Michael told me, he's going to come in and talk on the stage, and he'll only be there about a half an hour. Hmm. Uh, Steve Oderkirk from Gung Pao, Enter the Fist. I will be getting an interview with him if I have to grab him by the boys and pull him over. <laughs> grab him by the gopher checks. Yes. Because <laughs> I have, I, I've been through his assistant. I've emailed him on Facebook. I can't get him. I'm going to uh, uh, nail him to a, to, to a day and time to do our okay. show. Because the guy is very interesting, very nice guy. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock, Benny Arquides, Romeo DeMora, Oliver Gruner, Albert Leong. Albert Leong is, is a great guy. I've met him a couple times. He's a little bit, uh, because of his stroke, he's, he's uh, physically not capable of doing what he used to. But he's mm-hmm. actually excited about coming to Dragon Fest. The last Dragon Fest, not the one that Michael redid, but the last year of uh, Gerald Okamoto's Dragon Fest, I had met him. Great guy. Uh, of course, our good friends, Doug and Carrie Wong, will be there. Don the Dragon Wilson. Art Camacho, Art Camacho, Sal Koalu, Philip Reed, Simon Reed, John Tamaki. Carl Totten, Robert Chow, James Liu, which may or may not be there. I think he's in Russia until August 1st. Eric mm, Lee, Akaboda, uh, Bill Riyasaki, which I also understand won't be making it. But Cecil Peoples will be there. A uh, couple uh, funny things is you ran into Art Camacho this week up I, in Seattle. I had no idea you lived up there. Yeah, I did. It was kind of weird. Um, I had just gotten done with a summer camp thing uh, in Chinatown. I, t- I taught a class in a main courtyard there, and um, and I said uh, I said um, goodbye to the camp people after we went to dim sum and stuff. And I started to go to the car, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna go to the to the uh, museum and see the Bruce Lee exhibit because I have time to do it, and I'll just go ahead and go. So I went in there, I paid, and I was standing over by the tour line not even like 30 seconds and this guy walks past me and I'm like that guy looks like art and he sits down and he watches the tv that has some some uh Bruce Lee stuff on it and I'm like that is art and I went art and he looks up at me and he goes Rosita and I'm like dude what are you doing here (laughs) what are you doing here and he's like, you know, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I live here. He's like, oh. So they were um, they were in Seattle already. They were staying at the Edgewater Inn, and they decided to uh, come down and just see Chinatown before they got on a plane. So pretty wild, just out of the blue. It was almost wow. like I had that to show up. That is very cool. Now, yeah. what is that background noise? Uh, does it sound like this? Yeah. Oh, it's it's my headset. Ah, Okay. Yeah. What, no, what, it, what's it sound like? Does it sound like? Boop, boop, it it, it so, sounds like you're clicking chopsticks together. Oh, really? It's that bad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what it is is like so, I'm wearing one of those earbud headsets, and it keeps hitting my uh, it keeps hitting my vest. So I'll just stand very still. Oh, okay. The mic keeps hitting your vest. Oh, god, god. Yeah. So, yeah. Another another funny story. Oh my god. Alan Woodman started his TV show this week. 
I yeah. Because they have, they have two studios. They have one in Vegas, one in L.A. So I don't know where he was because of the super show. He might have shot it up in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Well, his first guests were Eric Lee and Joyce mm-hmm. Lynn Liu. Joyce Lynn's a beautiful Chinese girl. She got my daughter and me into the Magic Castle because she, she runs around this, with this uh, magician. And uh, she had some funny stories. You know, she is... She she was in the original Kung Fu TV series with David Carradine. Mm-hmm. To this day, she she had the largest part ever written for a woman in that TV series, right? And that I didn't know. She made some comments that were really funny. One is David was always stoned. <laughs> always stoned. <laughs> and she said. It's right to his face, and you just didn't do this as a woman in the 70s. Right to his face said, no wonder you look Chinese. You can't oh. open your eyes. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I will anyway. But that's, that's true. It's, it was funny. Now, the other thing, she was in the big brawl with Jackie Chan, right? Mm-hmm. And she was asked, "Do you?" because she's, she's Chinese, they they asked her, do you speak Chinese? Uh-huh. Well, you know, they lie in Hollywood all the time. She said, of course. And she, <laughs> and she said, they said, so speak to him. Here comes Jackie Chan. Oh, uh-huh. She's freaky. <laughs> yeah. She knows, she knows no. one expression. Right. I can't speak Chinese. Oh, That's okay. It. But all <laughs> this, so she said that. All they asked her, what all they asked Jackie was, did you understand what she said? All he said is yes. <laughs> well, he wasn't Never ratted her out, right? Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> With, and she will be in one of these booths next weekend. You will have the chance to meet her because there's, there, they were actually the producer of Samurai Cop 2 with uh, Gerald Akamura. And she was in, I guess, played a big part in Samurai Cop 2. Gerald wasn't even going to do it. She had to coax him into it because the lead actor had passed two weeks prior to shooting. Oh, okay. You know, and wow. the old thing about the, uh, about the show must go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is Dragon Fest. We're going to have a great time. Uh, we got our new banner in, the, the I ordered 500 buttons with our logo. They're doing this week. Mm-hmm. And we're all set. We're, we're we going to have all a, set. a sign-up sheet uh, for people either to be a guest on the show or to host their own show, which will be yep. really cool. It'll be really fun. It'll be really yeah. fun. Yeah. And I just want to send a shout-out there to Chris Botto. He is listening, and he is on our chat board. So thanks for listening, Chris. All right, so I want to talk a little bit more and remind our women warriors out there about the Palma Training Camp, August 14th through 17th, 2015, at the YMCA Camp Campbell in Boulder Creek, California. And we've got a great bunch of some of the best teachers in in the United States. And, uh, again, for anyone that's not familiar with Palma, it's the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists, and it is one of the oldest women's only martial arts organizations in the United States. There's three of them, 
and I think uh, PAMA is the oldest. It was founded in 1973 specifically to support the um, the study of martial arts and self-defense and um, all the benefits of uh, the study of martial arts for women, teens, and, and girls. Because, you know, back in 1973, right, martial arts was still largely a, a very male-dominated type of activity, right? And, you know, if you saw a woman in a class, it was probably only going to be one or two women in that entire dojo, right? And um, it's women like the like the founders of, of PAMA that have completely changed that in the United States. But this year, for our camp lineup, we're going to have Professor Jane Carr and Sensei Katie Murphy-Stevens are going to be teaching Danzan Ryu Jiu-Jitsu. We have Sifu Michelle Dwyer teaching Tai Chi, Sensei Haley Holm teaching Tang Sudo, Sifu Sunny Jones teaching Kempo um, and Extreme Martial Arts. Sifu Lynn Kessler, uh, Kaji Kembo and Dose Padres Escrima, Kelly Kusamoto, Wrestling, um, Shihan Daramasi, Hako Densho Ryu Jiu-Jitsu, and Iaido. Sifu Michelle McVaden, Kaji Kembo, Katie Kisada, uh, Sensei, uh, will be teaching uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Yoga. Sifu Jen Resnick will be teaching the Chinese Internal Arts and Master Su Zhe Fang will be teaching Tai Chi. Uh, Sensei Nikki Smith will be teaching Judo, and I will be teaching Bullwhip. So get registered, ladies and teens and girls, by going to www.pama.org. All right, that's it for that shout-out. And do I have any more shout-outs? Nope, that's it. <laughs> that's it for me. Any other shout-outs on your end? Uh, no, actually, somebody asked me to do a shout-out for an event there that's coming up. Since uh, Elaine Yamano is having a tournament coming up, but I have no information on it. Uh, she asked me to do a shout-out for her, and I wrote her back and said, please send me all the information. We'll take care of it. So hopefully we'll have uh, time to uh, be able to do that for her. Uh, yeah. There won't be until next week. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she'll get that info to us uh, before we end the show. So stay tuned, folks, because a little bit later on we're going to have our rant, rave, and rap open mic session. So at about six thirty, well, it is six thirty. So okay, give us about another fifteen minutes. We're running a little overtime, uh, but after we're done here in about ten fifteen minutes, give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Um, looks like we already have someone online. Um, now remember folks, if you actually want to call and talk to us, um, you want to press one, one puts you in our caller queue. Um, otherwise a lot of people call and they just listen to the show because they can't get it on their phone or their computer or whatever. So if you want to uh, talk to us, please press one, which they did. That's good. Um, so let's, um, we're going to finish up our first segment here, and we'll get to the calls. So area code 206 and area code 417, just hang tight, all right? Uh, such is the way of live radio. We never start We never start or, well, we start on time, but the segments don't end on time. So <laughs> hang tight, you guys. So with that said, let's move on to the health news. All right. So even after all of the advice, from dietitians and doctors and stuff like that. Did you know, Bob, that most Americans still don't eat enough fruits and vegetables? Still. 
So, I'm one of them. I know that. Yeah. And uh, about 87% of Americans Americans don't even meet the recommendations for fruit consumption, and 91% don't meet recommendations for vegetable consumption. And this is according to a new U.S. report. Um, now, what happened here is that researchers analyzed uh, a 2,000 survey of more than 373,000 American adults in all 50 states who answered questions about how much fruit and vegetables that uh, they were eating, right? Um, now, the U.S. federal dietary guidelines recommend that people eat between mm, 1.5 and 2 cups of fruit per day and about 2 to 3 cups of vegetables per day. Now, overall, just 13% of people consumed enough fruit to meet the guidelines and only 9% ate enough vegetables, according to the report released on July 9th. Um, and this uh, report was from researchers at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, when the researchers looked at fruit and vegetable consumption in each state, you guys did the best. California did the best, but only 18% of that um, of California's residents ate enough fruit to meet the recommendation. 13% ate enough vegetables. So, I mean, you guys did the best, but still, not not enough people, really. Now, in 2013, most adults consumed too few fruits and vegetables. The researchers wrote in their report because fruit and vegetable consumption affects multiple health outcomes and is currently low across all the states. Continued efforts are needed to increase demand and consumption. Now, to improve fruit and vegetable intake in adults, public health efforts might start with the children who also don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Now, you know, I personally, I think it's because the adults don't. If the kids don't see the adults eating it and enjoying it, then why would the, why would the children, right? Now, better dietary uh, practices earlier in life might lead to better practices later in life, the researchers said. Schools could help with this effort by meeting or exceeding federal nutrition standards for their meals and making fruit and vegetables more appealing to kids. Um, in addition, making fruits and vegetables available at work gatherings such as meetings and conferences instead of like, you know, donuts and coffee, <laughs> it, uh, that might also improve intake of fruits and vegetables. Now, increased attention to food environments in multiple settings, including child care, schools, communities, and work sites might help improve fruit and vegetable intake and thus help prevent chronic disease, the researchers said. Um, now the study again is uh, published. The uh, the uh, it was it started to be published on July 9th, but it actually had been released um, as of July 10th in the CDC journal Mor- Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. So get to eating your fruits and vegetables, folks. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> and the olive in a martini does not count. It it does not count. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Well, Sensei well, Yamano did say that she's going to text me a, a copy of the uh, flyer for her event, which I have not got yet. So we'll get on to uh, the rest of the show until she does that. Okay, sounds great. And again, if if anyone wants to call and join the rant, rave, and rap open mic, feel free. Uh, like I said, area code two zero six and four one seven. Hang tight. We'll get to you. All right, let's move on to Weird News. Weird News. All right, what do we got for Weird News? A Phoenix man might might want to rethink his choice friend, and I tend to agree with this article. Mm -hmm. Firefighters with with power drills and sledgehammers had to bring 
the 23-year-old man out of his chimney overnight on Saturday. He got stuck there because his friend locked him out of the house as a joke. And given his options, he made what proved to be a bad decision, the fire Hmm. department said. Firefighters Hmm. got a call about 3 a.m., with the temperature when the temperature was eighty nine degrees at three oh. in the morning. What Arizona being yeah, Arizona being Arizona they said What the and, hell? <laughs> and it took them about and it took them about a half an hour to pull the man out. Video of wow. the rescue shows the unidentified shirtless man stumbling out of the hole in his chimney covered in soot from head to toe. Hitching up his trousers, he was taken to a hospital as a precaution, the fire department said. Wow. Get yourself wow. some new friends. Yeah, right? Oh, I'm just going to lock you out of the house as a joke. Well, that means, how about my my knife accidentally, like, hits one of their tires as a joke? How's that? Yeah, that'd be like, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> it was just a joke. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so Elaine Mono just uh, uh, texted me her flyer. This is her okay. big tournament. You know, she has tournaments all year round, which are right. really cool inter-school tournaments and so forth. This is her Yukon Nasamurai. Oh, Karate yeah, Yukon Nasamurai. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at the Tropicana Hotel, Saturday, August 1st. 2121 South Casino Drive in Laughlin, Nevada. Special room rates, Friday and Saturday, $45.99. Thursday, Sunday, and Monday are $24.99. Wow, those are amazing rates. Yeah, we get great rates when we come to the Masters, and it's still $130. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Grand for adult black belts. Kumite, Kata, and Junior Grand Kata. Pre-register by July 18th and be entered during a two-night stay and dinner for great raffle prizes and sing-along duet contest to love is an open door from Frozen. Call or email for details. For more info or to register online, go to sonsofthepacific.com. Or you can call Elaine uh, Sensei Yamana directly at 909-591-3136 or 951-264-8493. For updates, go to SonsOfThePacific.com or Twitter at Sun uh, Pacific. There was something she wanted me to point out, and I don't see it on here. So please go to the website for more information. She wanted me to point out the cutoff dates. And I am losing it and not seeing them. So please go to their website and uh, check them out. It's a great tournament every year. So go Very check cool. it out. Okay, so now on to entertainment news. This is sort of sad. Uh, oh, no. And I know you've heard it. Uh, the spokesperson for Subway of 15 years, Jared Fogel, is no longer associated with the Subway chain. Whoa. Because, 
of something. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No, I had no He's idea. Under investigation by the FBI for child pornography. Oop. Because somebody he he had po- appointed to head his uh, Jared Vogel Foundation was arrested for child pornography. Oh. And Jared may or may not be involved with it at all. It may be guilty by association. Right. He right. was never. So, he was. He wasn't arrested. You know, if they have enough evidence to go search their own, they took his laptops and his computers, everything out of his house. Right. But right. He was never arrested like, for it. Wow. So someone else under. Yeah. Okay. Because well, I was it, like, it says here. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was like. That's that's got to suck. I mean, that whole business will go downhill if it was him. But anyhow. That's right. Well, it says, Jared Fogle is the invisible man at Subway, and not because he's losing weight. His image is quickly being removed from shops across the country, but he's not going, but he's not going far. TMZ uh, spoke with a, few, with a slew of Subway stores, and they're told, uh, word came down from corporate to take down or cover up all signs of now the suspended pitchman after his home was raided Tuesday as part of a child porn investigation. Oh, What's wow. interesting, though, they're told store owners were instructed to hold on to all Jared promo material. Just keep them out of sight in the back until someone says otherwise. Mm-hmm. They did speak with one store who said their manager said, toss the Jared stuff in the trash. Obviously, not everyone's expected, expecting a comeback. Right. Wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty wild. That's you know, what, what, is it, what is it with, like, you know, business, you know, high-profile high people? getting like dinged with stuff that you know that's a that's attached to like porn <laughs> or drugs right or right sex, exactly you know? it's 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 too bad all right well why don't we do this um after the uh, entertainment news let's go ahead and just take a short mm, four minute break and when we come back we're going to open the phone lines for rant rave and rap so our phone number here is uh Area code three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Hang tight, we'll be right back after this. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in two hundred and sixty thousand. The odds of him having fifteen career NASCAR victories, one in one point seven million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in sixty eight. I'm Jamie McMurray and my niece has autism. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood have really bullied me. There's these teenagers around my neighborhood who sometimes just ride around us on their bikes calling calling us swear words and, like, throwing stuff at us. He grabbed my jacket just to get in line first, and he was running after me, and then he grabbed me by the hood and I started choking I wasn't doing anything. He called me gay because he didn't like me. Bullying is wrong because it like hurts people's feelings and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make someone feel uncomfortable and 
scare them and make them not want to go back to school. It lowers their self-esteem. And it doesn't just always hurt on the outside. It also hurts on the inside. But do you know what I say when he's bothering me? I say, don't do that. If you don't stop, then I'll go tell the teacher. Stop. Could you please not do that anymore? Stop. Stop bullying. This is not cool. Hi folks, this is Ristita De Jesus of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. And I just want to send a shout out to a good friend of the Dynamic Dojo show, Mr. Justin Harvey. Now Justin's got two big passions in the world, and those are radio and martial arts. A student of Frank Duke's, Justin is a true student of the arts. Now Justin has cerebral palsy, but that doesn't stop him at all. In fact, If somebody says that something can't be done, Justin will just get out there and do it, no matter what. He's the host of the Justin Harvey Show and has had guests such as Cynthia Rothrock, Frank Dukes, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., Eric Lee, and many more. The Justin Harvey Show is syndicated on iTunes, so what are you waiting for? Go check it out. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio host at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. back if you're just now tuning in this is dynamic dojo talk radio with Rashida and Robert. our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine or you can go on our chat if you are seeing this on facebook now make sure you go to our key on blog talk radio so you actually have to click the link don't use the player in facebook because you can't you can't get to a chat board from there and it is open mic night. It is rant, rave, and rap. You can call in a rant about anything, send shout-outs about your martial arts school, or talk about your training, talk about your teachers and your schools, uh, do cool, like, rave reviews on a restaurant or something, or just anything you want to talk about. So our phone three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. All right. I will bring up – well, there's two people on the line, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring up both of the microphones on these lines, I'm going to have these guys or gals, I don't know who these are, uh, introduce themselves so that way we're actually all talking together so there's a total of four of us. So let me bring up this. Well, I know know who one of them is. Yeah, area code 206, 206. Who's this? You're on Dynamic Dojo. This for Steve? Oh, hey. Can you hear me? You did call. Yeah, I can. Can you hear us okay? Hi there. This is Steve Grant. Uh, He's one of my students. Yay! I'll bring on one more person. I think we've got area code 
Oh, oh, what's going on with this mic? Area code 417. I, this is Master Tony Collins. Yes, you're right. All right. So we've got Grandmaster Tony Collins, and we've got one of my students, Steve Grant. And it's Rant Raven Rap. Let's go ahead and start with Steve. What do you want to talk about there, buddy? Well, I want to rave about you. I just, uh, you know, you are definitely the best uh, teacher I've had uh, with martial arts, and I've been missing Aww. you guys. I wish that I could afford to come back uh, more uh, quicker than I'm going to be able to. But uh, hopefully, uh, I just sent out an email, so hopefully I'll be able to take care of my problem and be able to afford more things here shortly. Uh, so cool. I just really, uh, really like the new dojo that you have and love all the bags and uh, really like the mats and how you have, you know, the bank of mirrors there and the space. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate the patience that you take with working with my daughter and with Michael. And it takes a special kind of person to be able to have that kind of patience. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, first of all, thank you for that. And thank you for allowing me to be on your show. And uh, so I had a hard lesson the other day. If she has patience with me, she'll have patience with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Tony? (laughs) Well, she... Yep. She's been more than gracious with uh with me and, and my family and friends. No, thanks. So, uh, you know, I, Are you kidding? <laughs> She's gracious with me and that's I, frightening. <laughs> Cody, I love you. <laughs> oh, so, thank you. Steve. Uh, I also just wanted to oh my pleasure. I just also uh you know, I told my kid to rant about stuff and I've you know, I've had a you know, kind of a weird deal going on. I was going to mentor an 18-year-old young man who mm-hmm. uh, was incarcerated in the juvenile system um, for some sort of a battery. And he said he got bullied at a high school in Idaho when he was new there, and he got into a fight, and then he got arrested. And then, you know, because he was in bad situations, he violated his probation and then eventually got incarcerated for 16 months. And so... He asked for help, and so I said he could come stay with me. And uh, I had an opportunity to get a two-bedroom apartment for this kid, and was I took him around, got him his birth certificate, helped him get his identification, and then he had a little bit of money from some motor vehicle accident or something. And I mm-hmm. made him uh, fulfill his obligation to his mom and pay her some money that he owed her, and then he paid back me. Um, you know, the next day I was going to pay him $15 an hour to clean some, uh, stuff around my wife's house. And then, uh, he was going to be free for the rest of his day. And, you know, we had plans on getting him a job real close to where I got this apartment and college mm-hmm. right up the street. And it just really hurt because the next day he, he just decided he didn't want to do it. He wanted to go and flake and, you know, probably get back into the criminal justice system. And, oh my uh, I god! Just to rant about that. Oh my and, god! Uh, yeah, yeah, it it's... just it really it really hurt because now I'm stuck on the six month lease with an open bedroom, and I was planning on being able to help this kid. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I talked to Sifu Seth about him joining there, and he was talking to mm-hmm. him about joining there, but you know, in the end, he just didn't want to. And uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you're. 17, 18 years old, and you have to make that step into manhood. It's a big challenge. And, you know, especially, you know, if you have been in trouble and you're used to someone, you know, pushing a plate of food in front of you. And, you know, so I just, I wanted to rant about that. And, if, you know, anybody's wow. listening, about, 
you know, has had some problems or, you know, doesn't want to have any problems, just, you know, just make sure you get a job. Get a job, pay your bills, and just, you know, try to be a good person. You know, don't litter, don't steal, don't be a racist, right? You know, I mean, it's just easy things. Well, you know what? And, you know uh, what I don't understand is that this this guy asked you for help. Didn't go to his mom. Yeah, he asked me. For, to, he reached out for me. I yeah, sat he reached out for you. meetings on conference calls with his probation officer, his counselor, his caseworker, and you know ensured them that I was going to take care of him and get him in school. And I fulfilled my end of the obligation. You know, I. I had potential jobs lined up for this kid, and you know, it was a, I was at a bike shop looking at a bike for him that we were going to buy. Uh, that I was actually I was almost willing to just pay cash money for it right then and there. And uh, you know, he texted me that he moved out. You know, it's just you, wow. you know, I mean, we didn't have any problems. You know, I I just I made him uh, you know assert himself a little bit and help me move in some stuff to the new apartment. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just I don't know. It was just wow, a little bit that, too much for him. It's it just it just makes no sense to me. It, it I I have to wrap my mind around this, Steve, because it's like he reached out to you. Yeah. You brought him here. You got him an apartment. Your name is on a lease. You paid for this, or he paid for it, whatever. But your name's on the lease. Well, he and paid then he me back his portion. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably why he thinks he can flake. He 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 doesn't know anything about being a man. He doesn't know what a lease is, apparently, right? Um, he doesn't know that yeah. technically you're stuck with this. He just thinks he can go out and flake somewhere. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, most kids, if they come up right, by the time they're 17, 18, they know that they have to be responsible if they're going to be on their own. And it's too bad this young man. Yeah, I had two And I'm jobs. sorry that this happened to you. Oh, my God. And two jobs. Well, you know, it's just. He uh, had. Yeah. Oh, he I had, had it all laid jobs. out when in front I was of 18. Him. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. So did he, I. He had you know? jobs right down the street at Westwood Village. I told him see, QFC was hiring, which they are. Target, they're hiring. See, and it's uh, you two know, blocks away. But what's he going to do now? You see what I'm saying? I mean, he might be living with some friends. Yeah, and he's, he's going to burn through his money and then commit a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That sucks. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think, yeah. Bob? I mean, Bob, you raised, you raised a, a, a boy. I mean, is that is this a phase or is this something they grow out of? It's you know, it's a phase. Uh, Tony Tony has has a few kids and kids are younger than mine, but for the most part, it is a a, a phase. My kid's finally growing up. He's been forced too. He, he went out and got 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 his girlfriend pregnant. Now he's going to have to grow up. So hopefully, right. yep. You know, he's forced to. Uh, I think it's a phase, and I I think if 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 it's meant to be, he's going to come back and go, dude, I'm sorry, Steve. Right. Uh, you know, Especially when he, he runs out of he's money. He's probably going to come back sooner than later. I have a yes. question, though. Sure. Um, so he, we ran him around, got him his identification, and mm-hmm. then we got him a bank account. Mm-hmm. So my my question is, his identification and real bank card are going to be coming in the mail. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm hesitant to allow him to come over and get it. I don't know if I should put it back in the mailbox and just say not at this address, or mm-hmm. if I should try to mail it to his mom in Idaho and then she can mail it somewhere, or should I try to get his address and mail it to him? Because you know, but mm. I, you know, I don't want to be tempted to go over there 
and I don't want to him have to come over here. So I don't really know what to do. Yeah, I, part of me says have him meet you in a public place like a Starbucks, like somewhere in the middle, like between mm-hmm. wherever. I don't even know where he's living, but, you know, let's just say, uh, you know, like I remember you saying something that, you know, he went to go visit friends in Kent. But, you know, somewhere between Kent yeah. and, 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 you know, uh, uh, like, I don't know, Renton or Georgetown or something. Have him come to you because if he, if he wants that because he's going to need it. He can't just go walking around without ID because if the cops find him, if he does something stupid, you know, out in public and they ask for his ID, he doesn't have any. He's, they're going to arrest him. And he's going to end up being in the adult. Take for picture, know. but yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? So, you know. Part of me says have him come to you, um, but if he has no no uh, regarding his bank account, if he has no money in his bank account, he's probably not going to care one way or the other. But uh, he right. had to have started it with something because he, you know, he started oh, yeah. the bank he still account. Has, he's yeah, and he has five hundred dollars in savings, and he had like fifteen hundred dollars in his checking account or something. So he has a little bit of money as a cushion. But his bank right. card says valued customer on it, and he doesn't have real ID. So oh, I don't know. Maybe I yeah. should just, when he contacts me, I think maybe I should just mail it to his mom or something and have her deal with it. Right, right. But yeah, the, but the reason why I said, you know, have him come to you is that you can talk to him and say, hey, I'm stuck with this lease. Yeah. I got you an apartment. It's here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's great. You have a job. Well, see, that's you, another thing. It's like I don't. I don't know if I should give him another chance. I don't think I should. I'm, you know, trying to list the apartment now. Oh, are you? The, uh, yeah, well, the bedroom anyway. Right. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I tend to be a, 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 me, I tend to be like a, a two or street, three strike person. You know, I always count right. like the first stupid thing is, okay, heat of the moment, I'm being stupid, right? That kind of thing. So right. I always tend to give a second chance. Okay. And if they mess up again, okay, this is it. You mess with me, you know, three times, then you're you're gone. That kind of thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I mean, part of me says give him one more chance, give him an ultimatum, and if he flakes, that's it, boom. And if he calls you again, what what about a what about a three day oh, no. window? Uh, oh yeah, I would say I, I would say that's fair. Contact me within three days of getting this message or whatever, and you can have your. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like you're holding his money and his ID hostage, but he need he needs to he does need to own up. He does need to own up. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it was when his he, money. Yeah. When he, so when I get his ID, just say, "Here you go. You got three days to get it, or I'm putting it in the mail." Mhm. Yeah. Or. I know. Yeah. Because right, I mean, I can't I can't let him stay with me. You know. He's yeah, got to find his own path. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, granted, you know, I know you said he had friends, but, you know, right. there's going to come a time where, you know, even those friends are going to flake on him, too. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially at this age, they're going to flake on each other to do what yeah. they want to do, right? And then he's going to be all alone. And guess what? He's going to be like, Steve, you know, I need some help, man. Well, yep. play play by the rules then, you know? I mean, he's... If he wants to stay out of the incarceration system, he needs to just, like, grow up. I mean, it's kind of hard yeah. to say, but it's like, well, he will. Hopefully his family will be able to take care of him. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just give him a, 
I'll just say contact me in three days about your ID. Um, meet you somewhere, but if you're not there, you know, at a certain time, in, in the mailbox. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, and that's and that's giving mm-hmm. him, that's giving him a big a big chance actually. So he can't. Oh, you didn't let me. Blah blah blah. It's like no, you gave him a chance, and if he refuses to take it because he, you know, wants to be a punk, then well, he can be a punk somewhere else, and he's on his own. And you, then you can't say you didn't try. And it really, right. you know, I really admire you for, you know, taking the the, you know, the time and the effort to help this kid. And I'm just so sorry that, you know, you, here you are thinking that everything's hunky dory, and then they just flake on you and, oh, and yeah. like leave you in the dust. You know, I know well, how that we goes. We didn't have any arguments. We had, we were having a great time. Oh, you because know, I got this nice computer. He's playing video games. You know, and I only required him to uh, help me work for for a second. You know, mm-hmm. not really anything more than just barely moving me in. I don't know. Well, felt like I was a jerk. <laughs> so, no, I. Yeah, you know, I, I think don't... at that age, it's like you know entitlements and oh, I've got money, and they they just and you know. And, you know, I know when I was 18, the word budgeting didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had a yeah. job and stuff, but I was still living at home. So, you know. Oh, see, had the I just remember living in my, in my friend's closet. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I, I so. did that for a little while, too, you know, living in a friend's uh, little. <laughs> it wasn't really a closet. It was like a walk-in closet, but it was like a little room, right? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I had. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's like, but when you're out on your own, you're, you you grow up quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess he, he'll probably grow up quick, right? <laughs> right. Especially if he wants to, especially when he wants to, uh, uh, to pay a phone bill, especially like if his mm-hmm. current phone bill goes, goes awry or whatever. But wow, that mm-hmm. sucks, Steve. Oh my God. Oh, well. But I hope so, that yeah, you I know, hope if you that, like know somebody reliable looking for a place to rent. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I'll 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 uh I'll put it out there on my uh on my Seattle network, you know, if anyone and it's a two bedroom, right? Well it's yeah, the one bedroom available. Oh, 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 okay. All right. So there's one bedroom available and uh it's off the thirty fifth and Barton in West Seattle, right? Yeah, it's right on the sea line. It goes from here to downtown to Ballard. Oh, okay. Cool. Right close to Westwood Village. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Between Target, 35th and Delridge. Everything. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'll put that out uh, out there on my on my uh, West Seattle slash Seattle uh, network on Facebook. But, wow, that's that Well, that thanks sucks. for letting me rant. I appreciate I feel better now. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. good. That's good. And, you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like I... I don't really want to complain to all my clients because I'm trying to help them relax. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, this is, you know, Rant Raven Rap is me and Bob's um, time also to just kind of uh, let loose so that way we don't, you know, take it out on students or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, if you have some time, Steve, stay on the line because, you know, we've got uh, Master Collins here and I know that, uh, uh, Bob wants to rant about stuff, and you know I yeah. might get into the conversation too. So yeah, you know, feel free to join the party. If well, anyone I was else trying wants to figure to out oh. how to mm-hmm. get on on the computer. Oh, what you do is um, you well, you go to Facebook and then go to my profile, and then you'll see a link for I'm on the air, blah blah blah. And then um, oh, okay. what you want to do is click the link, and it should take you directly to. Um, uh, 
the Blog Talk Radio page, or it will play it directly on Facebook. But the thing is, you won't be talking to us uh, right. anymore unless you're on the phone. Well, well you know, I mean, yeah, you're on, on the, the phone, phone now. Still, you, yeah, you're on the phone, and you can still listen to us. But if you want to just listen and not talk, you can actually get on the computer by clicking the link. Uh, but okay. you know, if you have, but if you have time, you know, and want to, you know, listen and, and well, I do join have my my daughter with me now, but I was wanting oh, her to listen to it. So yeah, oh, I'll I gladly see. get off the line and then plug it up on the computer. I'll, okay. I'm, Sitting in front of it right now. Okay. So well, that I'm sounds just great. Mute your mic. Well, uh, great, Steve. Before you go. Yeah. Yes. Steve, before you go, buddy. Um, <coughs> uh, everything that she said, I 100% agree with. Uh, but I want to give you an idea. Maybe this is something you think you can do. Sit down somewhere like McDonald's or something like that with this young man and let him know how he made you feel. It's at mm-hmm. a point in his life where he is about to become a man, and he doesn't know how. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're That's about why I was to point out one real important thing to him. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because what he knows now is how to be a teenager and, and what the juvenile system is like right now. The, yeah. these, are his, right. these are his recent memories, right? And, um, you know, I don't know what his home life is like or whatever, but, you know, it's... Uh, you know, unless he's got a guide that is willing to, like, literally crack the whip and say, okay, this is how you're, you have to be because you are technically an adult in the state of Washington, and mm-hmm. you, there's no more juvie. It's straight to adult jail. Do not pass go if he, you know, decides to punk out somewhere. So, you know, and maybe, I don't know, I mean, it, it'll still be a little bit of work if he accepts your offer. I mean, you will have to check up on him and stuff. But, you know, yeah. if he's if he's willing to be a man, if he wants to be out on his own, you know, he needs he needs a, he needs a guide. He needs a good one. And that would be you. So, you know. Yeah, I guess I'll probably you. put out that olive leaf. Yeah. And, it, and it's tough because it's like, you know, because, you know, when you, when you feel like punked like that, you kind of want to just go, well, screw it. You know, I'm going to mess him up the way he messed me up. But, but then it just makes well, you look like an ass. Well, the thing that gets me is I'm not even related to him, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> and just, but see, I can that's see what the babysit it... him. I just got a soft spot for him, you know? Yeah. And, but, see, right, that's but just what remember. It... Cool. Go ahead, Tony. Sorry about that. Um, just remember, karma always come back, comes back yeah. both good and bad. And one thing about it, I mean, you're going to get the good karma back from this big time. You're You're going to get... Something is going to happen good in your general direction that maybe not would have happened so. if, if if this didn't happen to you. Trust me, I've I've seen it time and time again. Even mm-hmm. when I've well, sit there thank and you doubted for the encouragement. Oh, not a problem, buddy. Any time. Uh, even when I've sit there and doubted the idea of it. Oh wow, this went so horrible. There's nothing that could come back out of it. Something amazing happens, and I'm going wow. Hmm. And all because of this, right on. And, and you'll right. see it. It'll show itself. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, thank you. Oh, you're very right well. On. I'll get off and uh, listen on Facebook. I'll get my daughter listening to. Say, uh, thanks okay. again. Okay, you're Take welcome. Care. Take care. Bye bye. Wow, that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Man. All right. So, listeners, uh, our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. It's Rent Raven Rap Night. Uh, open mic. 
So let's uh, let's go to you guys. What do you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about your food thing that you opened up with uh, as far as, you know, people eating healthy and this, that, and the other for just a minute. Mm-hmm. But before oh, yeah. I do, I want to send a quick shout-out to my student, uh, Jordan Smith is here with me today. He's one of my black belts, a great guy, and uh, he's listening into the show for the first time. So shout right out on. to Jordan real quick. Yay. And, uh, Hi, Jordan. Yay. <laughs> Let's see if I can find some applause. I, I don't know what I don't know what happened to my <laughs> applause, but <laughs> I'll give him some applause when I find it. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Okay. He's going to kill right. me for that later. I just know. <laughs> All right. Rusty, I'm a father of three kids, mm-hmm. and you know that. And i got to tell you, um, sometimes it's just easier to walk into a grocery store and look at a dollar twenty-five for a bag of chips as opposed to $5 for some fruit or vegetables. Right. It, it just right. is. It just really is. And this is the way it – I'm sorry, but the whole market is cornered in this way. If it's yeah. healthy for you, they're not. It's not inexpensive at all. It's very expensive, and the more healthy, the more expensive it seems. Yeah. So, isn't it? Isn't as that somebody weird? who used to bodybuild and eat like that, oh wow, man, it it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Because, you know, when I told people what what we would spend as far as on food, just on food alone, they're going, wow. Are you feeding a horse? No. Well, well, you've seen me. Of course, I'm feeding a horse. But anyway, uh, uh, no, it's it's more on the lines of just trying to get the right balance of proteins and vegetables and stuff like that. It's 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 nigh impossible on a limited income, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what everybody forgets as far as when they're looking at statistics like that. You're you're factoring in people who are on food stamps. You're factoring in people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. you know only make anywhere between eight and twelve thousand dollars a year and stuff like that. And I'm sorry, but they're not going to make the expensive choice. They're going yeah. to look at the mac and cheese and go, "That's what I'm buying," versus that that watermelon over there that will last me one meal and then will go bad in my refrigerator, versus these eighteen boxes of mac and cheese. That we will eat all of, right? And the whole right. eighteen boxes cost them a buck and a half. Exactly, right. exactly, exactly. Because exactly. that's that's how I ate when I first opened the school. You know, because I I quit my job mm-hmm. and you know spent a retirement uh, fund and stuff like that to 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 open the school. And then you know me and uh, my business partner at the time we were eating mac and cheese and a hundred and one ways to do gulag for like five years, right? Just trying to make it work. And it's true, right? It's true that the that fruits and vegetables are not cheap. I mean, you know, the the big boom here, at least in in the Pacific Northwest, is home farming. I mean, people are growing their own food now because stuff is so freaking expensive. You know, especially like if you buy organic at the store, it's twice as much as you know right. the GMO stuff. So it's kind of like, oh my gosh. So you know. Uh, you know, now you're looking at like, you know, home farming, uh, you know, down to raising chickens and raising livestock like goats and sheep and stuff like that in, in your backyard. <laughs> it's, that, that's Except how it for is that in, my... in some places that's illegal. 
It is. It is. Yeah, in, true. in Seattle, yeah, true. in Seattle, in Metro Seattle, you can't have livestock. But you know, luckily where I I live, where I live, uh, we can have livestock. Um, I mean, not like you know, you can't have like a herd of cows and stuff. But you know, the the neighbors down the road, they've got like three llamas and some goats and stuff like that. And then another neighbor on the other side has like two horses and a bunch of chickens and and stuff like that. And and you know, I'm actually thinking about you know jumping on that bandwagon. Um, but it's 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 scary how expensive it is. But um, I remember. One of my uh, one of my teenagers uh, making a, a a commitment to try and eat healthier because all he was doing was eating junk. I mean, literally, candy was was dinner. It was just so awful. And I went, "Oh my God, dude! You know, you need to eat better." And um, he's like, "Well, you know, everyone has a different schedule at home too, right?" So and he was still living at home. Uh, he was 18, was still living at home, and everyone has a different schedule, so everyone's like eating at different times. And it was, like you said, easier for him to make mac and cheese or a Swanson TV dinner rather than going to the store, you know, and spending like, you know, two bucks a pound on oranges or something like that, right? You know, right. something ungodly yeah. expensive. And because uh, I think a pound is only two oranges, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like really three bucks yeah, for this, about right. and yeah, and 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 uh, one of the things I remember uh, telling him is that you know that that you actually want to plan what you get, and it doesn't have to be fresh, right? And I'm like, I know it kind of sucks, but if you can get frozen stuff, you know, mm-hmm. get get the frozen stuff at Costco, and just stick it in the freezer, and you don't have to eat it all; just shove it into something that could be all the way unhealthy, you know, and slowly make that, that, that transition rather than going, Oh, I'm going to eat fruits and vegetables. Right. Well, you know, that, that, that shocks a lot of kids unless they already like vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. It also shocks their system as well. It does. It does. A major diet change like that is an immediate shock to the system. And you, you'd be surprised as to how bad that actually is for your body. It is. It's, it's pretty bad. And, you know, luckily I grew up, uh, with, you know, the, the Filipino diet, you know, I didn't know that vegetables were something to hate. <laughs> it was just what we had. And it was because my mom refused to be a short order cook. You know, if we were like, we want burgers, just like our friends, she'd be like, too bad. We are having this and this is what we're having. And if you don't like it, you can go to bed without dinner. And of course we'd have it and it, Hey, this is good. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, but, you know, it's, uh, but back then, you know, my parents were really frugal anyway. So they found a way to make fruits and vegetables, like, last throughout, either by drying the fruit or actually baking the fruit into something that was, you know, that was able to be kept for, like, a week. So that way it wouldn't right. go bad or something. And, you know, there's all sorts of ways, I'm sure, that parents can can at least get a little bit more stuff in their in their kids. But you're right. I mean, you know, the, the you're absolutely right. The how what it costs at the at the store. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. bet. It's so much easier to grab the chips or the the you know pop secret popcorn and the, and right. the macaroni and cheese carton. Um, right, and it's you easy. you can't go to one of those health food places like Whole Foods Market or Trader Joe's or th- that's what we have down here and expect to save money. 
No, yeah. no. It's no. ridiculous. No. You can go there and expect to lose a child, but you can't go there and expect to save money, huh? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, it, 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 I think it's like a big, uh, it, I don't know, it's, it's like a big, you know, Damocles sword. It's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you try to buy, you know, the GMO stuff, well, now you've got the GMO stuff. And if you try to buy natural organics, it's twice, three times as much. So it's kind of like, well, okay. You know, either it hits me in the pocketbook or it's not all that great for me. You know, what what do we do? Well, they're making all sorts of things illegal. I hope they make high high prices for good food illegal soon. No, I I hear you. I I hear you. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. I mean, if if if, if people want to eat healthy, yeah, make it make it well, affordable. You can eat at McDonald's every day for a week and pay less than as a, a single person. I don't mean a family, but a single person right. can eat at McDonald's every day for a week and pay less doing that than they would at a grocery store. So, duh, as to which yeah. one they're going to choose. Exactly, and you know, and I think that's why a lot of uh, a lot of people are just so what diabetic you know oh you know obese you know uh you know what you're trying to say you're not you're not you're not obese (laughs) what are you talking about no i was thinking of the diabetic part i i'm hypoglycemic actually oh but it runs in my family yeah yeah Yeah. and uh but but yeah it's kind of like oh my gosh you know how, how does america you know feed its people and be healthy. I don't know. Yeah, that, that that's probably going to be a different subject for a show. I'll bet. <laughs> well, your exactly. statistic already said it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't so work hard. that way. It can't. Yeah. Oh well. It, yeah. But and, and yeah, look at what just else... happened to gas in the past week. There are some mm-hmm. places around here it went up seventy cents a gallon. Yep. Wow. What is it over I've there? I've never seen it shoot up like that. What's the what's the price up there? I I have no clue. Uh, if you want the story, I'll gladly tell it to you. But you'll you'll kind of laugh and at the same time be like, I am so sorry. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, um, when my mom passed away, she left me a car. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she wrote all the information in the wrong spot on the title. So mm-hmm. I've been six months. I'm not kidding. Six months trying to get this fixed. And oh. Friday, I got it all fixed. I had everything done, everything set, had getting the inspection, the whole nine yards. And the spring on the strut on the passenger side broke and went Ooh. gouging into my brand spanking new tire. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I, I heard it happen as I was taking it up to get it inspected. And I was dying. I was like, really? I'm just not allowed to drive anymore. This is God's way of saying, you ain't getting behind the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) Every time, it never fails. Every time I've I've tried to do something with this car, I've tried to legalize this car four times now. Oh, no. And and I finally got the legalized part down, and now I have to fix parts on it. I'm like, you know I'm on a budget, right, car? And you're not making the budget. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Oh, man. 
That just it absolutely does. It most certainly does. I'm sorry, dude. So what, what is what is gas up up where you are, Rosie? It's about well, it depends. Like I I take regular now, thank goodness. Uh, when I when I was driving my you know tuner Honda sports car, I had to only use like premium. But uh, premium is running about three sixty nine, and uh, when I put gas in it this morning for regular, it was like three thirty nine. Wow! Oh wow! The lowest uh, last check mine was like a dollar cheaper. Really? Yeah. Oh Last man! Last time I checked, mine was like a dollar cheaper. You both can yeah, count dollar for a gallon. Yeah. What's that? Wow. <laughs> what, what are you guys paying down there? What are you guys the paying cheapest, down there for? The, the absolute cheapest, cheapest Arco gas is three seventy-seven. What? There are there are spots that are over four twenty-five. What? Oh no! Oh, you got to be kidding! That's but crazy. That article that a week ago was at three thirty-seven. Yeah, it's gone that's, up forty cents. That's that's wow. a week, man. That's it's insane. Nuts. So, does everyone in California have a little teeny smart car? <laughs> oh <laughs> man, those to. things! Are, Tony's tennis shoes are bigger than those things. I know, right? <laughs> Rim shot. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, like oh, when I went to, when I went down to visit my sister in Elk Grove, I uh, I rented a car and they gave me a Fiat, right? It's I think it's about the same size, the, the little teeny Fiats, and it's the same size as a smart car. I mean, I had a hard time getting my luggage in it. That's how small it is, right? And um, and I'm like, wow, I sure hope like no one runs into me because. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like my butt was like laying on the ground, right? And I was like, "Gosh, this is so weird." And it, it's weird because I never look at a car and 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 look over the roof. I can't. <laughs> you can't really look over the steering wheel. They are. <laughs> and there I am. I, I don't mean to pick on you, car. but your chest side of me, I don't want to play with that car. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I can't imagine you getting in these little Fiats or smart cars, Tony. I mean, you'd be sitting in the back. You'd be sitting in the back seat trying to drive this thing. <laughs> I look like high tower. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It'll look like you're sitting on a roller skate. Now for it'd be funny getting out for road rage for somebody though. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, just a minute. I wanna, I wanna be the fly on the wall when someone like road rages on you and starts to flip you off. Get out of your car, and you get out, and there's like all seven feet of you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> comes out of that car, you know, it's like all big and big and burly and seven feet tall, and it's kind of like um 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 um. <laughs> what would be best is if I was going either going to or just getting back from Kansas City and and having been up to Derek's dojo, I. Be dressed in full gi and everything. That'd be the best. Oh, I, that would I, be. I, I, yeah, I, that'd, that'd I, be I didn't mean it, sir. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy gas. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely nuts. That, that's insane. Every time I get yeah. down, I'm thinking, okay, I'm wow. getting a raise in pay because now it's only fifteen dollars to get me to work instead of twenty-five yeah. or thirty. And and now it's, wow. it's almost, you know. Five uh, five gallons for twenty bucks now. 
four gallons for twenty bucks. Wow, it's, it's getting so ridiculous down here. It is. Hey, I, I actually do feel real bad because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and just think, that could get me to Kansas City, back, and then back to Kansas City in my car. Yeah. Right. So, wow. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow. Sure. Well, listeners, our phone number here is 347-677-0699. Yes, I know, it's a New York number, even though we're broadcasting out of the Pacific Northwest and Burbank. But, eh, that's Blog Talk Radio. Anyway, (laughs) so, Bob, I know you had something that you wanted to talk about. I, (laughs) I did. I want to talk a little bit, and this is going to upset some people. I want to talk about martial arts protocol. A friend of hmm. mine mentioned to me yesterday that he believes, truly believes, that a lot of the MMA mm-hmm. has ruined martial arts protocol. It's like we have a good friend that teaches at a uh, uh, UFC gym. Mm-hmm. He's a six-degree black belt. You call him, his title is Shihan or Sensei. And now his title is coach mm-hmm. because that's yep. where that's his environment now. Right. He's still right. teaching martial arts, but his title went out the window. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. And that, and I think it bites. We've had these titles. Now it's not as extreme. It wasn't as extreme in the early days. There was there was Sensei or Sifu. Now right. it's Master, Grandmaster, Shion. All these titles that may or may not have existed 30 years ago or 40 years ago, because when we had Bill Wallace on the show, when he was growing up, it was Sensei. That was it. Mm-hmm. Right. You didn't have these major amounts of titles. And now they're they're going away as the UFC gyms uh, take take over the market. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do okay, like in in BJJ, what do they call the teachers? Do they still call BJJ teachers sensei, or are they just called what? What what what, what do people they, call? They are still sensei. Okay, that's good. Because you know the way I look at it is kind of like, well, you know, I guess if he's working in an MMA gym, you know, and and teaching it and coaching it, then. You kind of have to use the title for that particular art, so to speak. We have to look at MMA as, as a, you know, as an art all its own, much like Kung Fu, right? Kung Fu, we have Sifu or Laosher, you know, and then Karate, we've got Sensei or Shihan, Hanshi, you know, Soka, whatever, right? Uh, then Sabonim and stuff for Taekwondo. Um, it's, so I kind of look at it like I can't go and, you know, and uh, – go to, like, I can't go back to my old karate dojo and expect people to call me Sifu, right? They, right. Yeah, they would have to sure call me can. sensei there, right? Or, yeah, I could, right? But but that's, sure a, little, but that's a little bit different, though, because I did earn the title sensei. However, if I went to a taekwondo right. school and, I, you know, and I, I can't, yeah, and they said, well, we want you to teach tai chi here or something, right? Uh, or not tai chi. Um, pie. Yeah, simple. Well, that's, no, that's not the way I want to explain it. If I, if I were, if I came in there as a student, of course I can't demand that they call me Sifu because I'm a student there. But if right. I, you know what I mean. But if they, if I did end up working there after getting a black belt in Taekwondo, then I would 
expect that my title be whatever the title is. I don't know what it is for a first degree black belt in Taekwondo, but um, but I would expect that they would have to call me that as opposed to what I I actually have a high rank in. So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of touchy. I mean, I see where you know the gym, you know, is is mm-hmm. with that. Where it's, well, this is what we call you. We call you coach now. Um, uh, you can't, though. I take exception to that, and here's why. A coach, by the very nature, means you went to a school and got a coaching degree. If they don't have that degree, how can they call themselves a coach? That would be no different than somebody coming in off the streets, taking a few classes, and saying instantaneously, you may call me sensei, because right. I've taken a few classes, and therefore this makes me sensei. Uh-uh. If you right. don't have the degree, to me, you can't call yourself a coach. And I right. don't have a degree. I, I had a student who kept calling me that, and I kind of pulled him aside and I said, "I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to correct you, but I don't have a degree in that. And and that is something that you you know you go to school for. You get a, an actual degree in in college for to right. be a coach. And he's right. like, oh well, I was just trying to say that because I'm teaching you jujitsu and you're teaching me kenpo. I'm trying to make a difference between the two. And I said, well, here's the difference. I'll call you Sensei or I'll call you by your first name. And no matter what, you just call me Tony and we're good. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So be it. <laughs> right. Well, the way I look at it, though, is like I don't look at it as, you know, what kind of schooling do you need? I don't look at it as as so much of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I look at it as uh, – I tend to look at it as what the definition of a coach is, right? I tend to look at it like right. to coach somebody, you're coaching physical movement. You're coaching the physical technique mm-hmm. and, you know, like Exercise. you know, like a gymnast. Yeah, like, like oh, you're doing that wrong. You don't want to lift like that, lift like this. So, you, you know, right. blah, 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 right? Whereas a teacher, right. a teacher gives you the full education as to why the movement is like this, what it affects. So that's what I see as the difference between a coach. Like, for example, like, you know, the assistants at my studio, they're coaching because they can, you know, especially if they're student assistants, right? I agree. They're coaching, meaning Mm -hmm. that they're correct the movement. They cannot teach the form. They cannot teach new movements. It has to come from me. You know, they cannot, Mm -hmm. you know, say, oh, add this to the drill and change the drill that I give. Right, that right. kind of thing. They, right. they just kind of help it happen. Yeah, but they're assisting. So I kind of look at that kind of correction, the, the 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 physical aspect of it as coaching, whereas the teaching aspect um, of it uh, to be you know where the title comes from. Now the thing is though is that um, it's funny that you mentioned that in China, the word for coach is jiaolian, but it doesn't mean like coach. It means like uh, it's another word of saying someone who's older, like an uncle or something that knows better. They're a mentor, but they're not your sifu, and they're not right. an official. You know, if they're you know that kind of thing, they're there's someone who's mm-hmm. older. That's someone that you that that you refer to and should respect. Um, and uh, so you don't need a, a educational degree in China for that. They just call you jiaolian if if. You're just helping with something, whether it's like learning to be a chef or wushu or whatever, right? Um, right. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do know that there are a lot of coaching degrees in like, uh, you know, sports colleges and even sports medicine colleges and 
um, and stuff like that. And definitely you would, uh, I would imagine that if you want to be a coach for like, you know, professional teams or even schools, especially schools, you need an education. I think you do need an education degree. Um, mm -hmm. and, yeah, you uh, do. You have to have. Right. But um, let's see here. Um, yeah, neither you actually, nor I could just walk into a school and say, I am blah, 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 and I have blah in the martial arts, and I want to coach your team. They're going to laugh you out of out of the school. Yeah, it's just exactly. not going to happen. Yeah, you need what well, you need the what well, you need the, the the definitely the degree for like education in that aspect. Right. But like, but what about what about like if you went into like Gold's Gym? Let's say someone, you know, has coached. I don't know, like that's uh, a personal trainer. I that is an A certified or, or a certified personal trainer. That's not a coach. Okay, so, but but what is considered a coach then? I guess my question is is that. You know, is it only people that that teach in like colleges or high schools a coach, and everyone else is a personal trainer? You know, or I don't. Or, you see, I don't. I don't under. I, you know, I, this I need to look up because, you know, I was under the impression last I checked that the, you know, it just says here: Do you need an education degree to become a coach? And it says that while it's helpful to have an education degree to teach for schools and colleges and stuff like that, there is no one, you know, there isn't, I don't think, I don't know if there's a governing body that says oh, anybody needs to have this degree to coach any sport or anything in the United States. Is there, I mean, I know there are coaching organizations, but I don't know if there's a coaching governing body, kind of like martial arts. We don't have I a don't governing know. body. No, we do yeah. not. I, I don't know. I, I I do know that, like I said, um, I know that they, they offer classes and programs to teach MMA, and they do call them coaches. Give me a second. I'm yeah, off. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. They do call them coaches, and without these degrees, and they are that, a degree, without yeah. these degrees, then you should not carry that title. Because right. just because you know something more than someone else and you decide that you're going to teach that someone else doesn't make you the most competent teacher. It's true. It's in, true. Because in Kimbo, a lot we of call that degrees, doing that the second degree way. Yeah, but and yeah, I agree. I agree because, like, I, I agree with that completely, that just because you carry the title doesn't necessarily mean you can coach because some of the coaching quote-unquote degrees that you see um, – on uh, online are ones that are the study at home kind and then you take a test and mm -hmm. then they send you your degree right. like um yep. let's see here i actually saw one for an mma coach degree yeah that's kind of what i was talking <laughs> you know? about yeah 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 oh okay i thought you yeah, I, I thought you were talking in terms of uh uh, uh but and, you know every coach to have a like everyone needs a scholastic like a bachelor's like I know if you no, want to teach in high that's, school, that's you need a, at least a minimum of a bachelor's degree uh, in order to become yeah, a coach college. within a high school or a college, right? Um, right. But, yeah, you know, I, I saw this degree. I remember seeing this degree a few months ago, and I turned to turned to the other teacher at my school. I'm like, look at this. You can get a degree in, in as little as eight weeks. You want to become an MMA coach there, Seth? Because you can be an MMA coach in eight weeks. He's like, oh, screw that. 
That's that's nothing. That's like that's stupid. How much does it cost? I'm like, it's only three hundred bucks. He's like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. You know? <laughs> I can understand the allure for people yeah. who have their dojos and want to promote MMA out of their dojo. Right. I, I totally and completely understand that. Because first of all, it's an ad- excellent advertising thing. You can flat out say, hey, look, I am a coach in MMA, and this is what I do. And on top of this, I, I teach this great martial art, blah, blah, what's its name. And, and these two things blend together very well, and we're going to produce great people who go out and, and work MMA. And I, I understand that 100%, and I, and I see why it is that way. Yeah. But... What I but, yeah, don't understand like, is, like you said, if there's no governing body to say that this guy over here, Jethro, who has been training for four years, mm-hmm. can't teach Ed over here, and Jethro's going to start calling himself a coach after a while of teaching Ed, and then the next thing you know, he's going to get a couple of other guys that now he's calling students. Yeah. Because, by gosh, he's been teaching for four years. Why? Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and if he doesn't teach very well, it's yeah. Then it well then then it messes right. up the whole the whole uh, reputation of what a coach right. is. And uh, even if, if he yeah. teaches really well, he still may not have the entire picture of of the uh, of the art itself. I look at there are plenty of people out there. I have a couple of great students who teach really well as an assistant instructor. But because mm-hmm. they don't know the whole entire art or don't know enough of the art, I can't sit there and let them have the entire class day, or I can't yeah. sit there and let them try to teach further than than their knowledge, or in some ways exactly. even to their knowledge. Exactly, and that's and that's the way it sh- and that's the way it should be. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, it's 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 un it's kind of unfortunate that that you know that the whole like hey now I'm a coach type thing, mm-hmm. right? Um right. basically at that point then it becomes like what Randy King was talking about last uh last week was like the the allures getting that, that piece of paper with signatures and a little right. piece of tinfoil on it, you know? That kind of thing. Yeah, any kind but, of piece uh, of paper to get you more money. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's 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 crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Now, what, what else? What else, as far as martial arts protocol, you know, were you talking about? Because it's like, yeah, I mean, in that in that case, yeah, you know, if he's going to work there, right, at, at an MMA gym, then I guess they're going to have to, you know, call him. They're going to have stages. to conform to the corporate world. Exactly, you have to play the corporate game and stuff like that, right. and, you know, at the risk of sounding like pompous. Well, you got to call me master. You know, I mean, you know, a bunch of MMA guys are going to be like, yeah, whatever. But uh, yep. I mean, so what other ways? What other ways did this discussion go, Bob, about how MMA is ruining the 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 ru- the ruining the ti- the titles? Right. That, that was my whole point. Is they are ruining the titles that we that have lasted thousands of years. Right. But I don't that, think that, that's, that's the only way. Yeah. yeah no, but. but like, <laughs> Yeah, but the 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 thing is though is that I think there's there's more uh how should we say there's more people like familiar with you know traditional stuff like karate and taekwondo than there are with people uh in MMA, right? I mean, it's kind of like, well, okay. Right. How do I uh 
how do I, I put hope this? So. I was gonna I was gonna make a, a an example like okay my my teacher Chris Petrilli, he's like got so many black belt titles it's not even funny, but when it comes to class, he says just call me Chris, right. and uh, and that's it, right? Now is he mm-hmm. ruining the martial arts and the titles that he works for? You see what I'm saying? I mean that's his choice to be called Chris, but is he ruining? That is he breaking protocol, quote unquote, or is he allowing his students to quote unquote break po- protocol? And that's that's kind of the question that arises from it. Well, if he is, then I am too, and I, that makes me very guilty of it because I don't I don't adhere to calling me master. I have a couple of students, like I said before, who I I break of them calling me that because they're like, well, you earned it. That's what I'm gonna call you. Get over it. And it's like, wow, okay, eh, yeah, will be it. But yeah. um, I think that. For, for his sake and for a couple of us out there is the reason why I do it is I don't ever want the title to go to somebody else's head, let alone mine. Right. I don't want somebody right. to, to, to sit there and, and, you know, be stuck on the fact that I have a title and think of me as, as some, somebody indestructible. And it happens. I had a young man walk up to me and he said, so tell me if I, if, if I or somebody else came up in behind you and hit you in the head with a bar, why, what would happen? I said, well, I'd pick myself up off the ground after a few minutes of being absolutely unconscious. Yeah. He goes, well, wait a minute. Whoa, you're, 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 you're a grandmaster in the martial arts. How could you say that? I said, yes, I'm not Goku. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that, it, nothing about that right. is going to make me indestructible. I, I don't exactly. care what happens. I'm still just a person. If you shoot at me, first of all, I'm going to squeal like a little girl and I'm going to run. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not indestructible. I can't be, and, and a title will never change that. Exactly. And I think, and that, you know, I, I, I just think that a lot of Americans think that, that the whole, like, black belt, thing makes everyone an expert type, you know, stereotype. I think yep. it's largely an American thing. You know, I think, it you know, sorry, it Americans, but it's like, you know, I think a lot of Americans believe that they, they want to believe that magical, mystical hype. Oh, you're, you're a grandmaster. And, you know, I bet no one can, can touch you and stuff like that. And they forget that we're human. And they 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 want to place that magical mystical put you on a pedestal thing. They want to believe that, and right. and, and I don't understand why they don't believe that even the masters are human, or even the masters have masters for you know for that matter. Well, right? R- Rosie, it looks so like weird. we have another caller, and this may be one of Tony's students because that's the area code. Oh, they just pressed one. Let's go ahead and. Let's go ahead and take it. Unmute the mic. Area code other four one seven. Who's this? Uh, yes, this is the uh, black belt instructor that uh, Master Collins uh, informally introduced me earlier on the radio show. I just wanted to say that Mr. Deal and Mr. Uh, Jesus, I have heard so much about you guys, and I have the utmost respect and love for you guys. And uh, I just want to give you a Kenpo salute and bow and uh, thank you very much for uh, for showing your support and the applause on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, thanks for calling, Jordan. It's an honor to have you on the show. So stay on the line. Absolutely. And, and Jordan, you know, it, it's good to know that when Tony talks about us, he lies to you. That's good. <laughs> oh. oh, I wouldn't. Oh, 
I wouldn't go that far. No, um, he, he wouldn't do anything like that. He'd be like, hey, you, you know what, you know what Mr. Deal would do to you? I, I, I'd be like, what? I walk in the room, he hits me in the stomach and drops me on the floor where I can't sit and almost feel like I'm puking. He goes, yeah, that's what, that's how he would have hit you. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, I, I don't, I don't think it's much of a lie or anything. That man, that man has hit me so hard. And then uh, my other instructor, Master Derek Brown, he uh, knocked me unconscious while I stood and fought in midair for five minutes while him and Tony said, but I can't that. <laughs> Jordan, quit telling the stories now. Come on. <laughs> That's some that old school funny, training though. right there. That is. Oh, that it is. was. Yeah. It was great. He he got hit so hard. He was actually shadow boxing. We were standing back laughing. He was over there thinking he was still sparring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, Massa Brown uh, beat upon me for, what, two hours that night? At least. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was his test. Right that on. was his black belt test. <laughs> Congratulations on passing. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> passing. Wow. That was, that, was, that was my black belt test, too. <laughs> I think we all got to go through that. But uh, so let's um, so please join us on the rest of this conversation, Jordan. So Bob, I mean, now what are your personal thoughts on martial art protocol? I mean, do you feel that the uh, martial arts uh, manners, etiquette, protocol, you know, do you feel it's kind of going by the wayside because of MMA or because of just a, a newfangled way of thinking nowadays? Or? I think it's more of a newfangled way of thinking. Uh, uh, my buddy Greg and I had this discussion uh, yesterday about, you know, if you, if you want to train somewhere else, that's fine. Get your instructor's permission. Follow the protocol. You know, right, right. and if, if you go somewhere else and they know you're coming from somebody else, that instructor should call your instructor and make sure it's okay. I've had a lot of people come up to me and said they want to train with me. I said, get your instructor's permission. If you don't have right. his blessing, I'm not going to train you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've had I've had like other uh, other uh, teachers in different parts of the town, like literally send their send their people over and they'll hand me a letter and it's from that teacher. You know, so and so is moving into your area of town and you know I'd really like for you know this kid to study with you. You know, um, he's a great person. I will vouch for him. You know, I I ask that you take him in, right? And I'm like, well, that's cool. You know what I mean? And then I'll, like, call them or write back and thank them for their recommendation. And that's just how it goes, right? None of this, like, I'm just going to go do whatever I want, right? Um, but, the, but the thing is, is that, um, you know, I don't know where the, I don't know where that, where that comes from. I think, you know, I mean, it kind of, like, reminds me of Steve's story from earlier, right, where, where somebody just thinks, well, you know, I can just do whatever and not tell Steve that I'm going to leave him with a six-month lease. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my goodness. Now, the thing is, though, is that, you know, um, that I, that I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that you have to follow protocol in anything, right? You know, if you want to study some, or even if you want to go to a seminar, Right, because it's kind right. of a hint that you want to learn something else, right? 
Do you want to go to a seminar? Mm-hmm. At least to say, you know, hey, I'm thinking about going to this seminar. You know, what do you think? You know, um, and then at that point, you know, uh, any good teacher will say, yeah, sure, go for it. You know, right? Um, I, I think. Agreed. You know, any yeah, any good instructor would say, yeah, go for it. Instead of going, oh, you're not going to learn anything from there. It's it's going to be too hard for you, or it's going to be too easy, and oh, you're being disloyal, blah blah blah, right? I mean, any any good teacher will say, yeah, yeah, sure, go for it, because if you you know, if you're loyal, you'll come back, right? So, well, not only that, but any good teacher knows that they there's a possibility that that student will learn something that you didn't know. Exactly, exactly. And, and at that point in time, it becomes ego on the teacher's part, right? Right. Um, where it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't, like, let my student learn something that I don't know. I have to be the one in ch- – I have to be the uber, 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 you know, know-it-all. And, um, yeah, it's uh, – but if the teacher is a good teacher and they allow for that, it, you know, I, I still think that just common courtesy is – you know, is is a good thing. Just, you know, tell your teacher, you know, that you want to go to a seminar. Tell your teacher that you want to cross-train on the side um, rather rather than just assuming because it's not like your teacher isn't going to notice that you're moving a little differently. You know what I right. mean? Right, You know, right. where'd you get that? Oh, well, I got it from so-and-so. Well, thanks for telling me, you know. Kung Fu, the legend continues. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, what what about you guys? You know, Tony, what what are your guys' thoughts on you know the way that you know martial protocol is going these days? Is it are we losing Ooh. it, or does it mean that we have to, you know, kind of buckle down as you know traditionalists and 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 really keep instilling that so it doesn't get lost? We're losing it, and unfortunately, we're losing it at a pace that we don't even realize we are. I have seen, I have been to places and, and watched. You can see it online. You can see it in, in different ways where students no longer bow to the judges like they used to. Uh, mm-hmm. Students don't treat a situation like it's meant to be treated. And I'm sorry, but when you're in public like that, if you're wearing, and I'm going to make this sound kind of personal, but I mean this for all of you guys and for everybody listening. If you've got a student who's wearing your colors, so to speak, or you've got a student that's representing your school and they go to anything and they act like that, I'm sorry, but it falls back on you whether you want it to or not. If you didn't teach them to bow, if you didn't teach them to be respectful and they don't do it for one reason or another, then it always falls back on whether or not that teacher taught those very traditions and taught those very things. Now, you guys know me. I hate that word tradition because I'm not a traditionalist, but on some things I think that there absolutely must be no compromise. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. about to judges. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your belt says. If there's a panel in front of you, you bow to that panel. Right. Same way when we... You walk into the front door of the dojo, the whole nine yards, or or if it's a double-type dojo where you walk into the front door, but the mats are over there, you always bow on the mat, you always bow into the dojo, that sort of thing. If we're not teaching that, then we're losing it, and I see that constantly gone. Right. Exactly. Um, I I I, totally agree. What about you, Jordan? What are your thoughts on that? um, I see the same thing. I've actually had a recent dojo, and then about a little bit before this, a conversation about cross-training and everything. Uh, 
Master Collins has said my uh, to me personally. I first started learning from him a little bit, and I thought about you know, uh, you know, making some other martial arts together. He said, "Well, he said as long as you get the basics and down into where you're good, he goes, he goes, great. He goes, but he goes, one thing I'm going to tell you, young man. He goes, if you think for one second, for one second that I'm going to tell you not to go train anywhere else, he goes, you are completely wrong. He goes, because no, he goes, because you, he goes, it, he goes, my martial arts." He goes, I would love to have you for a lifetime long student. He goes, but if you take martial arts from me and me only, if you as a true martial artist, if you really love the martial arts, then you, sir, are ignorant for doing so. And there's a difference between the definition of people nowadays between ignorance and arrogance. And mm-hmm. People need to learn the difference between the two. But he, but he, he, he told me that if I did not train and to seek to best myself as, good as, as much as I could, then there was no point uh, yeah. for me to be in the martial arts as well. And then he... Uh, about the whole balance looting thing, I've, I recently went into a Taekwondo gym uh, here locally in town, and just the it, it wasn't in a respectful manner. And uh, Master Collins' name and I was both unfortunately disrespected, and that we was treated. I showed them wow. the utmost respect. Uh, yeah, I showed them the utmost respect, and then people actually he actually said some things in front of some students and in front of customers who were. That the parents and everything, and they they know me. These people have known me for years. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking out, they said, "Jordan, you're gonna put up with that." And I walked in, and I just smiled, and I said, "This is his dojo, and I will respect it as such." Well, my instructor has taught me to respect mm-hmm. others, no matter how they treat you. And that's, right, and right. Then, yeah, there was uh, whenever I bowed to this instructor and to his black belt, I bowed to them, and then they would not bow to me at all. And it, it was just, I just, yeah. I, I've seen that in a local gym here in town. Other than us, I I do. I've never been to competitions, so I I can't say as far as that's concerned. But as far as the other martial arts, I see the lack of respect, bowing, and the and the it's the the camaraderie has been slowly taken out of the martial arts over the last few years. Yeah, it's and, and it's that's it, too bad. It saddens me to hear that, Jordan, because you know people are gonna be representing an art in this case taekwondo they should show that willingness to show respect to other arts regardless right um you showed right. incredible restra- you showed incredible restraint um knowing that you know hey it's his dojo i will show the respect it it's a it's a testament to what was taught to you and that's how to be an honorable in you know an honorable integ- integrity driven person and that's what what martial arts is about. And you know, you made a. Um, we don't have much time, so we're going to have to make this quick. You made a really good point in that. Uh, you know, when you said that you were taught, hey, you know, go cross train and better yourself. For you know, it it all points to you know, if any one teacher thinks that they know everything, then that teacher hasn't gone out and bettered themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like exactly. This, I mean, they know everything they know, you know, so of course they think they know it all. Right. So let's take it over to Bob for the last uh, five minutes. Here you rant a little, buddy. Take it over to me. I love when she puts me on the spot. Come on, Bob. Rant away, buddy. Well, no, I mean, Rusty, you you got called a, a bitch in a tournament. 
You know mm-hmm. what would have happened 30 or 40 years ago if somebody had done that that disrespectfully? They would have been sitting on the floor or laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, they would have lost some teeth. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and, you know, this, and, this, just, and it just, yeah, it just, it blew me away. I didn't, I couldn't really believe it was happening because it, you know, this kid was younger. He couldn't have been more than like 22 or 25 or something like that. He wasn't in uniform. He's yelling at me and questioning my my refereeing, and I'm like, "Who are you?" Well, I'm his, you know, I'm his coach. Are you his coach, or are you his chief instructor? Well, no, I'm a black belt in the school that, I, but I want to talk to your teacher. I ain't talking to you. And he's like, then he, you know, started to like argue about the call that I made, and I'm like, nope, because you know the kid that he was arguing for, um, his guy knocked some kid in the head and made his head snap and the kid's nose bleed. And I called a point off, right? And I'm like, okay, this guy loses a point. And, uh, and it, uh, it eventually, you know, uh, resulted in that kid winning anyway. But the, the black belt just wouldn't shut up. He's like, why'd you take a point away? Because the other kid hit him first. I'm like, what do you, no. <laughs> he didn't hit him as hard. So, you know, why are you, and I got in his face, why are you arguing with me? Do you realize I can take your guy out? Keep arguing. I dare you. You got three seconds, three, two, one. And he just like walked away and he called me a bitch. And I went, oh, that's it. That's it. Oh. You know, and I was like, you know, what, what happened? And, you know, I wanted to know who his teacher was because I was, you know, if I found out who his teacher was, he would have gotten a letter from me. And it would, you know, pull that kid's black belt. I don't care how long he's been doing martial arts. Ooh, 10 years. You know? No, no. It's like, oh, my gosh. Well, unfortunately, you guys, we could rant, rave, and bitch and moan about all sorts of stuff all night. But we are coming to the end of our, uh, of our, of our broadcast. Wow, where did, all the, where did all the time go? It, like, just disappeared. It just. I don't know, but as it does, and as we talked about the interesting stuff. It was really cool. It was. Yep, yep. It was very cool. So tune in next. Wait, there is no, no. show next week because we are going to be no, a there is Dragon no show. Fest. We are going to be a Dragon Fest 2015. So no show next week. But keep an eye out on the Dynamic Dojo uh, Radio Show page for the uh, for the uh, Dragon Fest highlights. Uh, episode and uh, and also keep an eye out for the future guests after that. So have a great weekend, everyone. Be safe, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I think. Thank you, All right, guys. Have a Love great you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Love guys. You. Next week. Bye, Jordan. Bye, Tony. Bye, Bye Bob. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.